podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Are back. It feels so good to be back. Finally in the swing of things. Back to back weeks. Back live on Colorcast. Eventually, and I keep saying this, but eventually, for all of our friends who are listening, uh, who have Android, eventually it's coming. I tweet at them every week. Feel free to tweet at them as well but it's time it's time for our weekly chat i'm pumped um lots of fun k-state football recruiting news um not exactly k-state football related but we got like we all knew it was coming but we got the full-on confirmation of ea sports uh college football coming back it'll be we're only what 13 months away from it um, football season is getting even closer. It, it's it's a it's a great time. It is a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be a college football fan. It's a great time to be a K State Wildcat fan. Went and got a couple beers from my local breweries uh, to get things popping. So you know I'm feeling good. So we're gonna get. All of our friends up here on stage, everyone who is listening live right now, uh, hit the request button to get up here on stage. Uh, We've had a full house uh, almost every night uh, for the last, I don't even know how long. We've had a full house for quite a while. Let's keep it going. And again, there must be something everyone wants to talk about because usually it takes a little bit... For everyone to uh, start to slide in, we already have a big group out here, uh, you know, in the chat on stage. It's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun night. Um, we got folks up on stage again. I think we can take on uh, two or three more. So if you want to get up here, make sure you request. But we're going to dive into it because again, there must be something. There must be a big decision that's coming. Tomorrow, if you're listening live, or today, if you're listening to it on the RSS feed at noon, uh, and that will be topic one. But first, we have to get our off-topic starter, and that is going to be, I kind of referenced it already, the NCAA football game. We all knew it was on the horizon, but we have confirmation it will be here in July of 2023, and we've been waiting, I think it's going to be well over... 10 years at that point. Well, it might be right at 10 years since the last game we had it. So I want to know from all of you, what is the first thing you're going to do when the game comes back? I know for me, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to play Farmageddon and I'm going to put up a hundy on those Iowa State Charlie Brown motherfuckers. Then I'm going to start a dynasty. Hopefully they bring back, create a school 
I want to create like a tiny little private college in Kansas. I want to play with them. I want to take them independent. Then when like maybe an American Conference championship or two before K-State brings me home to win a couple natties. That's what I'm going to do. I love Dynasty Mode. Let's get to it. We're starting off with one of my two favorite alley cats, and that's Connor, Connor Baltazor. Connor, welcome to the show. What's the first thing you're doing when NCAA football 2024 is probably what it's going to be called drops next July? Uh, first thing I'm doing is putting the cats on freshmen against like Bama or something and winning by 90. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, team builder. I really hope that comes back out of Wichita State Dynasty. Go, I think I'm in like year 11 or 12 right now. Team builders are super fun. And something that they did, at least towards the end of uh, the series, they had an uh, or a team builder that you could do online and then import it in. Lots of customizations. Absolutely love it. We're going down to the Good Chef. Good Chef was on vacation last week. We're going to get to talk to him now. It's been a while since we've heard the good chef. Chef, what are you doing when NCAA football comes back? Oh, baby. Let me find out Road to, Road to Glory's back on there. You got your boy coming up, Andre Napier, through the rafters, and you know he's only going to K-State. Five-star, playing both ways. It's, it's going to be glorious. End of the world confessions. I have never done Road to Glory. Never done it. So maybe I'll do that when it comes back. You're missing out, bud. I'm all about that dynasty mode. We're going to my guy, Hayes. Hayes, what are you doing? NCAA football comes back. The whole entire thing. Uh, The dynasty, the road to glory, all of it. I used to love road to glory. So I'm going to be hitting that like chef. But definitely got to take my own coach all the way up through the ranks first. It sounds like they're going to have ultimate teams, something that EA does with a lot of their other things. I personally, not intrigued by that at all. Uh, But hey, a lot of folks love it. We're going next to my guy, Joel, holding it down with me in Johnson County. Joel, what are you doing when NCAA football comes back? Yeah, I'm probably going to call work and take like two or three days off and just grind road to glory. And then probably, I don't know, like every, every game, every EA game that came out, EA game, NCAA game that came out. I always did a dynasty where I started at Western Michigan. I don't know why, so I'm just going to probably do that again. Hopefully Cole has a PS5 we can play. Uh, all right, well, that, that's going to be a follow-up question. I like that because I feel like everyone has that one school, whether they created it or what it was for dynasty before they would upgrade to the Cats. We're going we're gonna to hit up everyone for that school so don't say that for the final few people. We'll do that before we get to Dylan Edwards. We'll go to Cole next, Colorado Cole. What are you doing when NCAA football is released? Uh, like someone said in the chat, depends, but it sounds like I might have to buy a new system. So we'll see. Um, First off, did that, Coley Dub move up to Colorado? Oh, shit. Did I just get earlier? <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. First off, I, I love I – love the dynamic we have between the two Coles. I just wanted to give you shit. Finish it up, and then we'll go to Colorado. Uh, sorry about that, Colorado. Cool. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> I'm really weird about this because all the other old NCAAs, you know, their rosters are never perfect. So I'm really annoyed about it. I'm not annoyed, but I'm just 
a perfectionist in that way where I always go, I would always go through the rosters first for K-State and make sure everything's like exactly as it should be. And then I'll start grinding on that dynasty and just get a, get a championship with old Coach Dub over here. Luckily with NIL, I think we're going to have those names preloaded. All right, now Colorado Cole. Colorado Cole, what are you doing NCAA drops? All right. Um, man, first thing, I'm kind of going road to glory, too. You used to love that. Uh, I'm probably going to fire up some ridiculous name for my player, like Lavender Creamy or something like that, something mildly inappropriate. Um, and then I hope that they maybe add some type of league feature or something. Maybe we get a, get a little uh, Bosco Boys league going on and we can have like a weekly competition or schedule or something. I don't know if that would be a feature in the game, but something I'd love to see. Hey, you know what? Uh, Twitch hashtag or shout out to Twitch. There's a chance. There's a chance at this time next year, sports drink might have a little streaming deal with Twitch and you guys might be watching me do some live stuff. And maybe we will get that game or that league going a couple games a night. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's go K-State by 90, then email Mike. What are you guys doing when the game drops? Uh, we're definitely going road to glory, making a five-star quarterback from Kansas named Avery Johnson and seeing how many nights we can win. I love it. Hopefully that's a precursor to uh, it actually happening. And hell, hopefully he'll be in the game rocking the purple. We'll go email Mike, and then we're going to get into it. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's mentioned the, the mascot uh thing where the mascots all play against each other that was a lot of fun and if that's the closest that i'm going to get to willie tackling somebody in midfield then that's fine i love it all right just rapid fire we'll go through here uh what is the team you would start with on dynasty mode build up and then bail on them to coach the cats or if your cats only in dynasty mode that's fine too let's go connor bounces first it's always the cats okay joel Yeah, I'm a Western Michigan guy. Oh, I'm yes, yes. I'm an idiot. Of course you said that. Got to love the little matching. Coley Dub. I think I'm going to have to go with Coastal Carolina in this game. Oh, there you go. K-State by 90. UC Irvine and college basketball back in the good old days. Hey, there you go. Colorado Cole. I'm going to go with the UTEP Mighty Miners, baby. That's a good one, Chef. I was always an OU Bobcat kind of guy playing with some buddies that were actually on the team. Oh, that's a good one, Hayes. I'm going to follow Big Cat and bring Toledo back to glory. There you go, Emo Mike. Oh, Emo Mike dropped. Sick of that question. One of the, uh, yeah, he did not like that one. I was, again, if I didn't create my own school, I was always an army guy so that's what i like to do all right let's get into it though um if you guys are listening live dylan edwards four star running back the kansas gatorade player of the year all or the army game all american participant uh number two player in the state of kansas number 12 running back in the nation all of those rankings according to 247 is supposed to be giving his commitment tomorrow at noon. If you're listening to this on day of drop, that's today at noon at his high school, Derby High School. It's been a topsy-turvy recruitment. I've been left, I've been right, and 
by God, I'm feeling a little bit confident, which scares me. I think it's going to go the cat's way, but I want to hear the boneheads talk. What do you think about Dylan Edwards' commitment? Are we going to hear some good news tomorrow at noon here in the Central Time Zone? We're starting with Hayes. Hayes, is Dylan Edwards going to be your classmate next year? He's ours. Uh, I'm told B.A. was going around the facility telling people how great he felt about a recruit yesterday. So we got him. It, it sure feels like it is finally going our way. Maybe it's the K-State pessimism in me. But, you know, it won't be until it's actually a done deal and I see him put on the K-State hat that I'll feel 100% at ease. We're going to do, Connor now. Oh, go ahead. Do we have like a full-on hat type of thing? I think it is going to be a hat type of thing because he is getting people and gathering them at the gymnasium of uh, Derby High School. So I don't. I, I think it is going to be a hat thing. So stay tuned. I'm sure we'll find out more tomorrow. Or if people are listening to this on the RSS feed today, we're going to Connor next. Connor, what's your gut tell you about this one? Uh, my vibe check right now is immaculate, I'd say. Um, I haven't felt this good about it since before OU offering. I remember the moment OU offered. I was at like a basketball game, I think, and my heart just sank and it ruined my night. But I feel great about the Cats' chances. I mean, like you said, K-State pessimism, that's always real. But I'm trying to remind myself that any logical way you look at this recruitment, it points to the Cats right now. Yes, it, it truly will have to be something seemingly out of left field for it not to be K-State. Um, but that's the one thing about this recruitment. It has been left field out of left field. So that's why I, I, I'm going to be on edge tomorrow midday. We're going to Joel next. Joel, this has been a topsy-turvy one. On this show, we've talked a lot more about Avery Johnson uh, because, you know, that's the sexy one. That's the number one player. That's the quarterback. But this would be the highest-rated running back recruit at least in the last 10 years because Daniel Thomas was listed as an athlete. Where's your vibe check on this one? Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Dylan Davis said he's 100% going to OU. We don't – no, no, no. First off, I went to high school with him. I was at the same place of employment for a while with him before he got fired. I never want to hear his name on this podcast ever again, Joel. I Fair. hate him. No, hate yeah, him. the guy, the guy's a certified goober, so I'm not upset about it. Um, yeah, I'm actually super, super high vibes right now. I had to go back last night and actually watch some of his tape again just to remind me of actually how dynamic he really is. He's faster than I've – he's fast. He's darn fast. And I, I'm, I just got in this mindset with his recruitment that I was just so frustrated with him that I almost didn't want him at some point. So going back and watching this tape really reminded me of just how good he is and how good he will be. I love it. We'll go to Colorado Cole next. Colorado Cole, again, this has been topsy-turvy. I had written it off. Oklahoma, if everything goes according to plan, he's going to be a cat, maybe playing with one of his childhood best friends, Avery Johnson. What sort of storybook would this be? Again, his dad played at K-State, number two player in the state, four-star Kansas Gatorade Player of the Year. It's been a while since we've gotten one of these true elite in-state kids. It just almost seems too good to be true. You know what? It almost does seem good, too good to be true. 
but almost at the same time, it feels like it's about damn time. Um, it feels kind of like we've been, no pun intended, pounding the stone, like working hard on the recruiting trail, um, bringing in coach a new coach after Snyder. We all expected recruiting to get a little bit better, and it seems like you know we're finally going to see those results. Um, so I'm definitely feeling a little bit jitters. Feel like you know maybe it's uh the night before my first t-ball game or something you know a little first game jitters but overall i'm feeling good about it and it's going to be an exciting time tomorrow and hopefully uh will be some happy cats good fun by connor this is the first four-star running back since uh oh god am i there yeah we're still there uh since demarcus robinson um so wait was it demarcus it wasn't demarcus was it Connor. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, he, I think he was a Rivals four star in okay. like 2010, and he only ever played for like one year because he didn't play until he was a senior. Just okay. really weird. All right. Well, I was just like, oh man, I, I, the, the, just, all right. I mean, I believe you. I believe you. But still, over a decade since it happened, uh, we'll go to uh, we'll go to K State by 90 next. Um, again, is this the turning point for? Uh, the elite of the elite Kansas kids, quote unquote, staying home? Or do you think that this and maybe, you know, even Avery Johnson and some of these other guys, maybe it's just a one-year blip. Is this the beginning of kind of truly the the quote that Kleiman was a little mocked for locking down the state borders? I would say yes and no. Yes, in terms of this is definitely going to impact in-state recruiting for years to come, but also... I'm a little hesitant at the same time because this is the best class in the state of Kansas in probably the last 20 years. So, yes, it's going to get better in-state recruiting, but it's not going to be this level just because the kids aren't going to be as good in this quantity. Yeah, that is completely fair. It, it might be a long time until we see a in-state class like this again. I just hope it lays the foundation where you can expect to be in it for the number one guy. It, it, it's been maybe 20, 25 years since K-State got the number one guy in the state, which hopefully we will with Avery Johnson. And I don't know if we've ever gotten number one and two, which we could do if we get both Avery Johnson and Dylan Edwards. So we're going to Coley Dub next. Coley Dub, you've seen me melting, and so did Chef. You guys have seen me kind of melting down on the boards, not necessarily about Dylan Edwards, but just kind of some of my unease with these recruitments because I want it, I want to get it done so badly. Where's your vibe check at? Are you going to be on edge at noon tomorrow or are you just going to be ready to party rock? I mean, I feel you. I'm, I'm, is, I'm also on edge. Um, well, was for sure. But definitely ready to party rock, celebrate on social media. Um, probably not get a lot of work done tomorrow. I can deal with my boss later about that. So as you said, I'm just kind of ready to get it done and, and hopefully moving forward, it kind of builds on future classes because talent wants to play with talent. All right. We're going to chef next chef. Are you ready to party rock tomorrow at noon? Are you going to, I guess it'll be one o'clock your, your time. You're going to be delivering some mail and oh, checking Twitter, checking KSO. How ready are you for this, you know, four-star? Again, it's not every year you even get a four-star. We 
we already said how long it's been since we've had a running back. I mean, yeah. I, and it's an in-state, another in-state kid. I mean, gosh, I, I, I just can't wait to finally get this one over the goal line. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's kind of full circle because, I mean, we were all in on him his sophomore when he first started getting recruited. You heard the name, remind you of former players, Leon Edwards. So uh, you you had the pedigree there, and you thought for sure he was a lock. And then his recruitment played out. OU got – he finally got that OU offer, and everybody said goodbye. And I said goodbye. Um, and then he didn't he didn't commit to OU. But then it, it kind of got a little dicey with Avery not committing when we thought around the 420 range. And he was taking – he was starting to hear from Oregon, and Oregon was had offered – supposedly Edwards. So it, I got, that's when I started melting down. I thought it was for sure Oregon. They were coming in here to Chris Harper us again. And, but, but it played out and he got a little charade on, on Twitter playing it out like he should, cause he deserves that. And he canceled some visits, visited K state. And I think it's locked up boys. I think it's, it's finally time to bring him home. And, the thing about recruiting at home, state of Kansas kids, it's not like a kid from Georgia that finally gets that Georgia Georgia offer that he's gone. I think once these guys commit, I think they're going to be locked down and they're going to be branded with that the Kansas kids class. And I think they're going to try to really stick with it and get some more players in here. Yeah, and I, I, the, the glorious thing about it uh, – is the quote-unquote offer was always Oklahoma. You know, and that came, they brought him in on the spring game. They brought him in on a couple unofficials. They brought him in on an official, um, and we withheld it. I, I think there's going to be the talking points from Oklahoma fans, some people who are, you know, following Oklahoma saying, oh, we got Hicks, we got these other guys. We didn't really want Dylan Edwards. Well, that's bullshit. You don't bring these guys in on these big recruiting visits multiple times, official visits, putting on the full-on press if they didn't want him. This is truly a head-to-head win for Chris Kleiman over Brent Venables. And that is going to be so fun to do. And again, it's not just them. Nebraska went all in on him. Missouri tried to go all in on him. Oregon tried to go in late. The only thing that scares me, if all of a sudden there's video of Deion Sanders getting off an airplane in Wichita, I'm going to spaz out. Because, he, you know, even Dion was trying to get him down to JSU for an official visit. We've seen what Deion Sanders has been able to do there. Uh, so that's the only, that's like the one thing. If Deion Sanders shows up at the bar stool, like camera crew, doing season two of his reality show, that's when I'm going to start spazzing out. So I am, uh, <laughs> that's the only thing that's going to be able to truly shake me tomorrow. Um, let's just real quick, uh, because it's another big in-state recruitment and one we haven't talked about at all. This will be a little bit more rapid fire, but in shout out to our friends at K-State Online, they uncovered this last week. I saw, I saw it on Twitter uh, so I feel okay talking about this, but there's a second running back who is a four-star in the state of Kansas. On Rivals, he's actually in front of Dylan Edwards 
and it's a legacy, but not a K-State legacy. It is a KU and, I guess, Southern Illinois legacy. That's John Randall Jr. He had an uncle who went to Oklahoma State. His dad went to KU, then Southern Illinois, where he was coached by Brian Anderson. He's going on his second unofficial visit in the last three weeks. Let's just do a real quick vibe check on Randall Jr. joining up. And would you take both? I I think the answer is yes. I think we're going to take two or three running backs. So I I think the answer is going to be yes from everyone. But what sort of, you know, parade on Twitter are you going to throw if you land both four-star running backs? We're going to start with Connor. Well, if we get both Dylan Edwards and John Randall Jr., uh, we're going to burn Twitter to the ground because that would be along with hopefully Avery and then some other receivers. It'd be probably the best position, skill position player haul that K-State's ever had in any recruiting cycle, especially with John Randall Jr. Because that's a recruit that I don't think anybody thought that we would have a shot at. And uh, he just went on a visit. And I don't know, hopefully we can lock that one down. But I mean, that'd be like the cherry on top. I believe, and he keeps his recruitment very quiet, I believe he's taken one unofficial to Texas A&M, one unofficial to Texas. They have hosted a handful of SEC programs and Big Ten programs to their home and school in Wichita, but he's now about to take his second visit to K-State, and that would be a coup. Uh, we'll start with we'll go to Joel next. Joel, you're originally from Wichita. You've actually been pounding the stone for Mr. Randall, uh, and I kind of dismissed it. Uh, I think a couple times he's on his second unofficial. Hopefully this weekend in three weeks. What sort of party are you throwing on Twitter if we grab him as well? Oh man, I'm telling you, those Hollywood Heights boys—they don't play, baby. I would be so hyped. I would probably pull a grant and get banned somehow if we landed him as well we'll go to Hayes next Hayes you're saying that uh Brian Anderson was saying or was uh running around veneer talking about how good of a running back recruit are you 100% sure is Dylan Edwards he wasn't talking about Randall you know I'm not I'm not 100% sure I was uh I've been trying to figure out which one and I can't really know for sure but either one I am overjoyed with uh it's pretty crazy to be in this position, to be honest. So, like on uh, on three recruiting, they're both, or we have like three dudes within half a, um, sorry, half a like point rating, and we're all the favorites. We're the favorite for all three of them, Cameron Cook included, and so it it's just at a crazy spot right now to be in a position to like have to convince ourselves to take a third back that is someone that's better than anyone that we've seen recently. Yeah, and that's wild because, again, it's not just those two. There are a lot of highly ranked, highly recruited running backs that we are right there in the mix for, and you never know what might happen. Again, we had another four-star wide receiver up from Arizona up here on an unofficial today. Again, I'm going to have to get Derek Young or Drew Galloway on here for a a, a live show recruiting talk here soon because things are going great there. We're going to go to... Uh, let's go to Colorado Cole next. Colorado Cole, just real quick. Uh, not often are you getting two four-star running backs in the state of Kansas in the same city of Wichita. There's something in the water down there in Wichita for this class. Uh, what are you doing if we were to grab both of those running backs? 
I don't know. I'm probably doing some backflips or something. Maybe I'll learn how to Dougie. I don't know. Um, maybe hitting the soldier boy in the stanky leg all at once, but I'll definitely be doing a little happy dance. Um, it would be great to see a player from my alma mater commit to my other alma mater. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems almost unimaginable just based off of what we've seen in the past, but I mean, Wichita's on, on the up and up when it comes to athletes. I mean, it's been kind of slept on for a while and everybody knows that, um, you know, Heights is the top of the line. We used to say Heights you baby. Sounds like you and Joel probably need to start kind of like an EMA Wichita Heights collective to try to get that across the uh, finish line. So I'll let you two handle that. Uh, we'll go to Chef next. Chef, uh, I don't think there's ever been a recruiting class where we would have two four-star running backs. Again, depending on the site you look at, I mean, we're in the market for maybe three. I don't know if you take three, especially if you get the two Kansas kids, but you know, what would your reaction be if not only do we get Dylan Edwards tomorrow, but then maybe this weekend, early next week, you get uh, Mr. Joseph Randall Jr. as well? What, what are you doing on your mail route if that happens? I mean, I'm exploding for real. Um, it's it's kind of crazy, but I don't know if we're going to – not that we won't land Randall, but I think we'll stretch his recruitment out a little bit to the fall, I think. I just from hey, how he goes look, about look, it. Look, I mean, look, look, look. I, 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 I made I, – I originally would agree with you, but I think the clock is on a little bit. Again, I think you probably take it whenever, but when you look at some of the running backs we've had in on visits, if you look at – and I, I'm, I'm the worst for forgetting the name, but um, the running back from St. Louis coming up with McIntosh on Saturday mm-hmm. – the yeah. whole idea was both those St. Louis kids wanted to go on their official and, uh, you know, accept the offer. He might be on a little bit of a timeline. I'm not – if he wants to come to K-State, I'm not sure it gets to the fall. Yeah, I mean, the timeline to pressure these kids to commit is – it's for our running backs at least. I mean, we're so deep in our recruiting running back. Brian Anderson is an absolute madman on the recruiting trail right now for the running back talent that he's bringing in Roberts, like you just mentioned. And, and I think cook and I, and he's a favorite of mine just because his nickname's the chef. I mean, how, I mean, that's just storybook for me. I'm ready to have that all over my timeline. I can quote tweet his stuff all the time. And, you know, but the odds of us getting those guys committed right now, I just don't know where it is, but I would like the two Kansas kids myself just just to have it with the most talent we could go one, two, three in the class from the state of Kansas. And we have that feather in our cap for I mean, those are those are big area high schools and you can have their feather in the cap of saying we got the best player from those schools, that area. And why not you next time, next class, 2024, 2025, whenever it happens. I mean, eventually the class for Kansas is going to develop another one of these again. So why not keep it in state and, you know, just pound away and pound the stone, baby. I love it. We'll go K-State by 90 and wrap this one up with Coley Dub. K-State by 90. Again, it's unofficial. But again, it's the second one in three weeks. He did the first one with his dad. This time he is bringing up his mom. 
you can't help but feel like, oh man, are we on the verge of two four-star running backs from the state of Kansas, from the Wichita Metro? Uh, that's where my head's going. Are you going there as well? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the only way you have to think. I mean, and also you have, you have to realize is they're a great one-two punch. I mean, they go well together. Edwards, you can split them out. Randall's more of an RB1, and Edwards can do quite a bit for you in the pass game and the run game, jet sweeps and whatnot. I think they complement each other really well, and it'd be a dynamic backfield. I agree with you. Again, I don't know how much Colin Klein's going to do of this, but we saw some of the diamond formation. We saw some of the uh, two-back shotgun formations with Mess last year. I can't help but daydream to see what sort of stuff Colin Klein could draw up or, again, go back into that diamond formation with big Tony Frias next year, uh, get all three of them on the field at once. I think it'd be amazing. I do agree with you. I think they complement each other very well. We're going to end this one with Coley Dub. Coley Dub, I'm coming back to you. Uh, is the dream alive? Can we be grabbing two of these guys in a short amount of time? Or am I maybe just you know going from being a little nervous to drinking the Kool-Aid? It's alive and well. It's alive and well, I think. Um, and I think I'm going to be an absolute asshat on Twitter if that day comes that this happens to all the KU fans and anyone else against who trout. Anyone else who also tried to recruit them. I love it. I love it. All right. So we got about a half hour again. That was the big news. And, you know, I'm glad we spent as much time as we did. But we do have two football commits that I honestly, I, I really do like both of these guys. And again, it's another multi power five and another power five recruiting win for Coach Kleiman. Again, back towards the end of Snyder, you were happy. Uh, to get any guy. I mean, it was bad. You were not getting a lot of Power 5 recruiting wins. But you have your first two out-of-state commitments. Cameron Salas is what I'm saying. Again, who knows if I'm saying it right. But he is a defensive back. Predominantly plays a lot of corner at his high school in Kendale, Texas. But I have him, and I think the coaches have him, as a safety. We saw him camp. He got his offer, and they did the full-court blitz beating out Arizona State. I think he said that Nebraska, Mississippi State, and Texas Tech both were in on him. Uh, so, again, I think it was good to close that up before some of these other schools got involved. And then Colin Dunn, a linebacker out of Alabama, got to give a shout-out to Chuck Lilly, who was a big-time recruiter on this one and talent evaluator Finding this one, I think he came in and camped as well. Got the offer. We beat out West Virginia, Maryland, and Pitt. We got the close. Originally, he was going to take an official visit to Pitt, and we did not let that happen, so I thought that was a big one. Also, two defensive guys now to go with Wesley Fair. Uh, Connor, I know you like to uh, evaluate some of this recruiting stuff. What are your thoughts on those two takes from this week? Uh, I really like both of them. Cameron Salas, I was looking at his film, and at first I was a little concerned because he wasn't incredible at corner. He was fine. I saw he was listed safety, and then everything really just kind of clicked, I felt like. And, I mean, he's he's like the prototype safety that the staff absolutely loves. He's like a carbon copy of Jordan Perry and B.J. Payne, who we just got in this past class. And I think he's going to fit in really well and be someone that surprises people. Because his film really is quite good, especially for being a safety playing outside corner. But 
I think that he's going to be really good. And Colin Dunn, I really like him as well. I think that he probably is going to be like the jack safety. I've seen some people say that he's going to be a linebacker, but I'm not 100% sure about that. He might be able to fit into Sam, but I think that they throw him at jack safety. Um, and again, Colin Dunn's another guy that I really like. He is he is really impressive off the edge, so I could see him taking that like Jerome McPherson role. But I mean, he ha- you have to love both of these guys because you have one straight up power five win, and then you have another guy who was probably going to become a power five competition here pretty soon. I'm interested to see where he ends up getting ranked. Probably like a middle three star, but really happy with both of these guys. Yeah, I, I think that there's a very real chance that once he gets his rating, at least in rivals, you're going to see Cameron Salas uh, right around that top 100, maybe around the fringe top 100 Texas kid. Um, and, and I will say, I, I think, at least with Colin Dunn, um, in all his interviews, he said that the position coach he talked to most was uh, Steve Stannard. Um, so I, I think that's why everyone's kind of slotting him in there at a linebacker. But it was a great call. I believe he plays predominantly safety at his high school in Alabama. He also is around a top 30 kid in Alabama. So, again, good pedigree there. We'll go down to Hayes next. Hayes, two recruiting wins, back-to-back days. You love to see it. And, again, there's something about this class that, uh, you know, it's not just the Kansas kids now. Now we've gotten one really solid uh, you know, camp identification, beat out Arizona State, and then beating out three teams that go into the state of Alabama a hell of a lot more than we do. Um, it's good to get a little out-of-state flavor in the class. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Winning the state is great, but um, the reality is there's players everywhere, and we got to hit on all of them. So <clears throat> we can't just be – you can't just take the top 15 kids in Kansas every year and expect to be good, but – yeah, uh, I love these guys that we added. And I've been kind of worried about the linebacker room, and obviously whoever's who's coming in in uh, 2022 gets me excited, but we're going to need to keep that running because that seems to be our weakness every single year. So I love adding Colin Dunn, and I hope we can just keep this momentum going. Yeah, both of these spots, and we'll go to Chef next, both of these spots are spots uh, in this roster – this 85-man roster, that we've had trouble keeping the young talent in. We've seen a lot of kind of crash and burn at linebacker and a lot of safeties come in and then move out. Chef, do you think due to that attrition at those spots, these two guys are going to be put under a bit of a microscope, a little bit of pressure for them to work out? Or do you think it's like, hey, just get guys in and eventually you're going to have a homegrown linebacker homegrown safety come through and be contributors for the team. Yeah, I mean, eventually you're going to have to get the guy that's that's committed to the school and he's willing to stick it out for three to four years developing. And I think these guys could do that. And especially with the the volatility of the transfer portal, whether they get that fixed the next whatever years, you're going to always have a rotation of guys coming in, especially at a spot where there's only two guys really starting. So you're going to, the defensive backfield's fine, but like the linebacker room, there's only two guys starting, no matter how much we're rotating or really there's the two main guys. So you get a homegrown kid, not not necessarily homegrown, but guy that's cooking in your system for a while. And then you constantly bring in portal guys or whatever to fill the room up. 
I think you're fine with that. But you had mentioned earlier about like the excitement level of like the class so far with the Avery's, the homegrown kids. But I think this is like the most exciting class with out-of-state kids too since like 2013 when you had like Nick Ramirez and uh, just a whole slew. Like Tanner Wood was in state. He was like a five-star that committed like a year and a half early maybe a four star, but, uh, but you just get those excitement, the excitement from that you haven't had in a while. And it's, it's just fun to talk recruiting where you're not like waiting on the last guy to commit that you miss that missed on like three or four schools. And you he's just bailing to K state. It's, it's fun for guys to pick K state over blue bloods like OU and Oregon. That shit is fun. Yeah, it, it really is. And again, I, I, I think that the Colin Dunn uh, recruitment, again, shout out to Chuck Lilly, um, but Maryland, West Virginia, uh, you know, these are programs that go into the state of Alabama a lot more than we do. I think it's time to probably start saying, all right, you know, are we going to be a, you know, even a top half of the Big 12 recruiting program year in, year out? No, probably not. Are we ever going to be a consistent top 30 top 35 recruiting? Eh, probably not. But getting some of these wins, closing on some of these guys, I think is it allows you to put to bed this kind of narrative of Chris Kleiman and his staff is just no better than the back end of Bill Snyder when it comes to recruiting. I think we're seeing enough wins where some of this kind of backhanded comments from folks even inside the fan base can probably stop. Yeah. But hey, go ahead. No, no. I mean, you're you're exactly right. People have been shitting on this for our recruiting for a while with some with some credence to that because I mean it's true but you've brought up Chuck Lilly and he's been on Dunn for a long time like you said and Dunn has been reciprocating that that energy from us he's always posting graphics of K-State I think his whole timeline is nothing but K-State for the past like year and a half it seems like and I, I think that's because we've got those staff members that actually recruit like the Lilies like I mean just Guys that are Hayden, what's his name? Wall. I think he's like an O line, like GA. Yeah, and, all over and, it. Yeah, these guys are hitting the ground running and putting their nose down and digging up kids and helping like the Connor Rileys and the um, BAs. They're getting those, they're sealing the deal, but these guys are uncovering guys and staying with them with the graphics. Yeah, and, and it was Van Malone who got down into Texas. And again, uh, I love Van Malone as a person. And, and I'm hopeful for, you know, Cameron Salas to kind of uh, break the mold. But he he himself needs uh, some recruits to start hitting as well. But he is active, and I will give him that. We'll go next to Coley Dub. Coley Dub, we got the two commitments. Commitments always make for fun on Twitter. Uh, these two specific guys, again, I, I have high hopes for them. Uh, but it has been mentioned. Do you have any sort of PTSD after seeing – Again, I think T.J. Smith is currently the only, and, and folks can chime in if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure T.J. Smith is the only safety or linebacker who has contributed uh, that is still on this team that was a high school recruit for Chris Kleiman. Um, and that's not a fun thing to say as a big Kleiman guy. Are, are you worried at all that there's just something about these two positions that were snake bitten? Do you think these are going to be the guys to get it over? Uh, I love the guys from the 2022 class, so am I maybe making a little bit too much of, uh, you know, just what his first two recruiting classes? Am I just, you know, putting too much on that? Yeah, I mean, I think 
I think they'll be fine. Um, they had that, you know, whole, I mean, obviously COVID year, the whole adjustment year of making sure they get the right guys that fit their system, fit what they want to do um, as far as, you know, the team goes. So hopefully they've done enough of their due diligence and got the guys they think are really going to be able to pan out and make some plays for them. K-State by 90, again, these these weren't the two that uh, – I think each time the cat signal went out from Taylor Bratt, I think a lot of folks thought, okay, maybe this is Avery, maybe this is Dylan. I mean, there might be like the initial disappointment until folks dig in a little bit. What was your reaction when you saw these two come through, and what do you think about these prospects joining the family? Obviously, off the bat, you get a little pep in your step thinking it could be one of the big boys, but, I mean – we got another two players this week to be on the football team next year. I mean, I think that's great news. I like their film. I think they're versatile and are going to be contributors down the road. All right. We'll go to Colorado Cole next Colorado Cole. Um, again, two, three stars, uh, at least Dallas will be once he gets his rating. Um, what do you think this class could ultimately end up being though again these aren't the ones that are going to truly move it but if you're throwing a dart out there uh where in the big 12 do you think they end up right uh ranking when this recruiting class is all said and done yeah i think i you have a really good chance to actually beat out some of these other big 12 teams uh, in the rankings you know i feel like we've always known that no matter what the ranking is we feel like we can put a pretty good team together um, but I feel like it, it's about time that we'll finally get some recognition in the rankings. It'll be great to see K-State, you know, up in the thirties or maybe even twenties when it's all said and done of those final recruiting rankings as everything goes our way. So definitely exciting time. I think the ceiling is the roof and, uh, we got nothing but, uh, reasons to be optimistic about it. Joel, we'll end with you on this one. Um, both from down south as well. Again, I think, uh, you know, Texas is a place you, you want to be recruiting. Alabama is a place that's putting about 50 guys into Division One every year. Do you like getting into those states, getting on the board outside of Kansas? And what do you think the, uh, you know, what, what do you think the potential is for this recruiting class as a whole as we're about, I would say, uh, what, probably a third of the way through it? I mean, yeah, obviously you have to get down south. You have to get in Texas, and I love uh, getting into Alabama. I think our new on-campus recruiter lady after the one left for Nebraska, I think she's maybe from Alabama or Florida, one of the two. So I think it's pretty intentional with us grabbing her that we need to get down in that kind of region a little more. Um, I was going to say Colin Dunn is a violent, violent individual I am super excited to see him. He reminds me a lot of TJ Smith minus the weight. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to where this class could land, I mean, like Cole said, the the roof is the ceiling. But I don't know where in the Big 12 they're going to land just because it's such a weird year. I mean, like Texas Tech has like 3,000 re- re- signees already. So we'll we'll just see. It'll definitely be top half, but who knows. Yeah, I will say this. Final thing on uh, recruiting for the night. One one thing I have noticed with Chris Kleiman's group, and this is where they are the exact opposite from Bill Snyder. 
they have gone after guys who are athletes and who can just straight up hit. You know, I, I think that a handful of folks they've brought in, hey, they're not anywhere near the finished product, but they say, give me athletes and I will turn them into football players. I think Bill Snyder, especially towards the end, he was just trying to find guys who knew how to play the game of football. And I don't think that's how you can recruit in the modern day of college football where, where athleticism is everything. Um, but that's my little soapbox. I'm sure we're going to be talking about K-State football recruiting all summer long uh, because, hey, it's a lot of fun and it makes coming up with these topics uh, a lot easier uh, when you have that to talk about. But the last topic I have for tonight is this. K-State football, in almost kind of an oddity, is getting a lot of love from uh, national and regional sporting entities. And I think it's all because Las Vegas and Offshore Books uh, are just dumb. Uh, everyone has had, saw, you know, it opened up at five, got up to five and a half, six. It settled in at around six and a half win total. And I think plus 2,000 to win the Big 12. This has kind of been the barometer that has led almost every single national podcast I listen to to say to bring up K-State as one of the sexy overpicks and one of the sexy dark horse Big 12 title picks. And I think, I, and who, who was it? Uh, what's his, the, the number, Bill Conley, I believe, even called us the national dark horse. I don't think he was predicting us to win a national title or anything, but he was putting us up there as a national dark horse, maybe for a New Year's Six bowl game. I love having a chip on my shoulder and all that type of stuff. Uh, so, so it's very weird and I'm conflicted when I hear all this type of stuff. So I want to know your guys' feelings when you start hearing all these nice things being talked about by K-State. Again, granted, I think it's because Vegas disrespected us, but what are your thoughts when you hear all this? Or does it make you a little worry, worry a little bit? Does it give you a little swagger? What goes through your mind when you hear nice things said about the Cats? We'll start with Connor. It definitely feels unnatural to not get just an incredible heap of disrespect from the national media uh, as a K-State fan, but it's welcome, especially because I, I feel like everybody seems to be kind of in alignment where this is going to be one of K-State's best teams in years, assuming everything goes to plan and, and we say healthy, you know, knock on wood. But um, yeah, the Vegas line is really strange. Um, I thought it was going to come up for a bit, but plus 2000 to win the big 12. I mean, that, that seems kind of silly, but so Big I, Cat Zach says he can, he found it st- or found a, at plus five thousand as well. Wow, wow. Um, I mean, so Vegas is the only place for getting disrespected, I suppose. But I mean, I don't care too much what they think. Uh, the national media guys who really know and really dig into the teams uh, in previous years when they may have disrespected us uh, because of our roster construction. Um, this year, I think they're finally seeing that the pieces have really come together and that we should be able to make a run at Arlington. So it definitely feels strange, but it makes sense that they're picking this year as the year to kind of buy K-State stock. Hayes, what are your thoughts? I know you're like me. You thrive with the chip on the shoulder. Uh, is, is it doing anything to you seeing all this respect from the national media? I do love the chip, but hearing anybody talk about my cats that, 
is usually just all about like the top perennial programs in the nation. It just feels too good. Uh, I'll, I'll take all of it. I'll read all of it. I appreciate all of it. And I mean, it does make me a little skeptical because it's almost like we just have our little corner of the of the nation that knows when the cats are going to be good and then watches everyone else pay attention. So it's weird that other people are with us, but it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to have the attention. I can't wait to start hot and get, get the first like Pat McAfee mentioned talking about like Deuce Vaughn or hearing some of the boys, you know, hammer down on the cats. I can't wait for the first time that happens. They, they love talking about the cats last year too. Uh, Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't wait for it. We're, we'll go to Chef next. Chef, again, another member of the Big Chip Army. Uh, what's uh, the national media throwing roses at the cats instead of eggs? What does it it's, feel like? It's wild. I mean, whenever you get national recognition for, I mean, when we normally don't get it, I kind of, I kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like being, I kind of like being recognized for. What Chris Kleiman—it's it's like giving Chris Kleiman his flowers, you know. Chris Kleiman, other than the COVID year, that weird COVID year, he's been an eight-win guy. And you know, if he finally got his team, got a quarterback—I I mean, a good, decent quarterback—he's got a Heisman Heisman contender at running back, and he's got probably the probably going to be the sack leader in the country and a maybe a first-round draft pick. And Felix, I mean, the team is melding together the exact way they kind of blueprinted it out and not saying that national media is right all the time but they're they're not wrong a lot not always maybe on k-state but when k-state's good it's kind of not hard to see that we're really good so for us to get our flowers in the national media especially i heard a k-state thing out in south carolina like people were talking about it like was it monty no, not that guy. Uh, but it, you just you, when you hear about it, it makes you feel good, and because I you don't hear about K State every day, and when we get our flowers, I kind of want to embrace it and just be in it for a while. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, I hear you, but I will say this: those palaces don't get built out in the desert for them being wrong. I mean, I'm just I'm just gonna say that. We'll go to Coley Dub and then we'll wrap up. We'll go Colorado Cole and then end with Joel. Coley Dub, some national love coming our way, you know. I, I I was hearing it on the solid verbal. I'm hearing it on cover three, cover two. Uh, you know, basically every time I turn on a national podcast, I'm hearing love come to the cats. How are you digesting all of this? I love it. I think it's well deserved, you know. I think I think all these national media guys are finally kind of digging into their, you know, like season predictions and really diving into these rosters. I think they're realizing like, oh shit, like Casey has a lot of dudes returning. And, you know, I think they realize, you know, the big 12, there's there's every year in the big 12, there's always going to be that one team that's not expected to really run the table and let me not run the table, but step up and, you know, surprise anyway. And I think they're just kind of realizing that the roster's, pretty well set and has any chances ever to compete for for a big 12 title and if everything goes the way i want it to i think it'll be next wednesday you guys actually will be hearing for the first time ever me bringing on 
a national college football personality. So fingers crossed that everything goes the way uh, we want it to. But if things go the way I want it to, next week there will be a bonus episode that features for the first time ever a blue check national college football writer. So stay tuned. Colorado Cole, uh, how are you digesting this? Again, Big, ch- I think the entire bonehead nation are big chip on shoulder guys. Uh, so, so it's weird, but how are you digesting all this kind of uh, national love from the sports riders? Oh man, it's definitely as the excitement and building up in the off season, maybe like it puts you a little bit of nervousness, but just because, you know, in the mindset that there's more eyes on you and the expectations are higher. So if, you know, if you have low expectations and you don't do well, then that's just kind of what everyone expected. But if you have high expectations and you shit the bed, then it's going to be a little bit more disappointing. Um, but I've been loving it. It's great for my Twitter addiction and to feed my, you know, hunger for cats content, just scrolling through those and, th- and th- through the replies and see what everyone is saying. Um, but I'm loving it, and I, I don't think it'll be ending anytime soon. All right, we're going to end with Joel. And Joel, I you know I, I feel like you probably get a ton of MVP awards, but I'm giving it to you today because, again, every time you've talked, it's been electric tonight. So uh, just uh, wrap us up, uh, thoughts on the national love, and then just kind of end the show for us. Yeah, love the national love. I mean, you were talking about the chip on the shoulder. I'm going to go ahead and take that off, maybe dip it in some salsa, eat it wash it down with some of that purple Kool-Aid we're all drinking, and I'm going to put that thing right back on there, baby. All I can say to end it off is, like the late, great, I guess he's not dead, but um, the great Levi Johnson said, can you smell what the cats are cooking? That's perfect. That's the perfect way to end it. We love you guys here at Bosco's Boys. We'll be going live again next Wednesday, 7 p.m., Hopefully to celebrate a little bit more about Dylan Edwards. Hopefully to have some more information on some other blue chip prospects. And who knows, by then we might have the official entire non-conference schedule for Jerome Tang year one. We love you guys. Stay tuned. Again, we'll have the Q&A episode dropping on Monday. Hopefully the first time ever a blue check National College Football writer episode dropping on Wednesday. And again, if you're listening to this, download the ColorCast app so you can listen live and participate. Otherwise, you'll hear that on Thursday. We have a big rest of the summer going. I might just fuck around and give you guys an episode every single weekday in July. Then you know we have it coming to you in August for Blitz Month. You're going to be getting more Bosco's Boys episodes than you know what to do with. We love you guys. Thanks again. Thank you to everyone who participated live you're all MVPs in my book, except for Chef. Sometimes he gets a little gets a little risque, but tonight he was good. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Oh, Maybe at the cat head. Drink water. Hail to the purple. Hail to the white. Wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight, hail alma mater from sea to sea, onward.
Marumba Fight, UK State Wildcats form alma mater fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater. Fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go State! Podcast Network.